Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim will start into the 11th chapter of the book of Mark. For the last few weeks, we've been saying that this was Jesus' last trip to Jerusalem, where he knew the crucifixion awaited him. And he'd even told his disciples, and though they were perplexed and afraid, they still did not understand what was about to transpire. Verses 1 through 11 in the 11th chapter of Mark's gospel seem to paint the picture of a celebration in the city as Jesus approached. This is the scene from which a tradition some call Palm Sunday has been derived. Like the disciples, though, while the people seem to be celebrating Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem, they really didn't understand the true significance or what was about to transpire either. Pastor Jim will help us to understand this short celebration and how it set the stage for the people's demand to crucify him just a few days later. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Hosanna in the Highest. As they approached Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village opposite you. That would be Bethphage. And immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? You say, the Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it back here. They went away and found a colt tied at the door outside in the street and they untied it. Some of the bystanders were saying to them, What are you doing untying the colt? They spoke to them just as Jesus had told them, and they gave them permission. Now, think about that a little bit. Do you realize Jesus would not have known about that colt? Oh, and by the way, put the whole, whole of the Gospels together. It was both the colt and its mother. Uh, he would not have known about that unless he's omniscient. The point is, he's omniscient. He is God. He'd been surrounded all day long by this throng of people who came to seek out him and, and Lazarus. He obviously hadn't been out negotiating an uber donkey to get into the, the city. Mark tells us that the owners of the donkey did inquire and that Jesus' disciples said what they told him, the Lord has need of it. That means that Those were probably believers in Christ who had been raising that donkey and didn't maybe even know why. We're also told here that the colt had never been written. Thus, there was a certain gesture of respect and and honor uh, for the owners to lend it to Jesus. Uh, It's as if they had just reserved its use for Him, or God had providentially reserved its use just for Him. Now, did you catch the interesting tidbit? Jesus referred to himself as the Lord. He said, tell them the Lord has need of it. 
he vows validating his agreement with his own claim that he is God in human flesh. He's the Lord. He's in charge. God is in control of men. And if God wants to use a donkey, he uses it. You know, once upon a time, he spoke through a donkey. No big deal to ride one. Now, Jesus was a king like no other king. His chosen way to enter the city where he will someday reign over all the earth, uh, his way to enter that was like the entrance of no other king. You might expect a white stallion. You might expect a whole bunch of trumpets. You might expect a, a, a mighty chariot. That wasn't the case when Jesus came to Jerusalem because He's not coming to reign. He's coming to die. He's coming to die for sins. Now, if you want to see Him make a glorious entrance, look at the description of His second coming over in Revelation chapter 19. This time He came in humility. And this unveils another great insight, which isn't the primary purpose of the text, but not only is he fully in charge of everything in the sense of what looks in, in the situation that looks like bedlam to anybody else, he's fully in charge of it, but also it's exactly on a divinely prescribed schedule. This entrance into Jerusalem fulfilled prophecy with perfect provision. If you were to slip over to Matthew's version of it, Matthew 21, especially in verses 4 through 7, you'll see that this event about coming into Jerusalem on the, the donkey, the foal that had never been ridden before, that was predicted with great precision in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. And if you would like to search even further, I would also point out that even though Matthew just zeroes in on Zechariah's prophecy, Jesus also fulfilled Daniel's prophecy. Daniel 9, 24 through uh, 27, especially verse 25, predicts a, a, a chronology at which point Jesus would enter the city of Jerusalem. There's been wonderful detailed research that's gone on concerning that. I won't take you through all of that right now, but Mark uh, doesn't even mention either of the prophecies, but do you realize Jesus came to exactly the right place on exactly the right date by exactly the right donkey in the plan of God? It looked like it all just happened, but it is actually His plan, and He is in charge. We know that at that time, uh, all the disciples, not just the two that fetched the colt, didn't fully understand what was going on, but realized too, every bit of this fell into place for them in due time. John twelve sixteen. these things His disciples did not understand at the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written of Him and that they had done these things to Him. So realize, God's Word is perfect and precise, even in its details, even in its chronology. 
even in its prophecies. Realize that God is sovereign. The provision of that young donkey was perfectly arranged according to his direction, even though it involved people who probably had no idea that they were part of a heavenly plan. So the stage is set. This crowd is swelling by the minute. The excitement is electric. Jesus is fully in control of this scene that appears to be beyond anyone's control. Everything is going to play out exactly as orchestrated by God and predicted by His Word. That's the sovereign provision of the donkey. Number two, the shouted praises. Look at it in verses 7 and 8. They brought the colt to Jesus and put their coats on it, and He sat on it. They put their coats there just to make a little bit of a saddle so He wouldn't be riding bareback. And many followed their example. They spread their coats in the road, and others spread leafy branches which they had cut from the trees. So the people in the crowd now are all focusing on Jesus. He's the guest of honor, throwing down their coats and cutting tree branches to lay on the road. Now understand, two crowds coalesce around Jesus as He gets nearer to Jerusalem. There was the crowd that started in Bethany. There was a buzz around that city. Jesus is here. Let's go see Jesus and Lazarus. That crowd starts moving toward Jerusalem. People come from Bethphage. They pick up the donkey. They're on the way. But there was also the people who had come to Jerusalem early for the Passover. People would come days ahead of the, of the Passover. They also heard the buzz of the news that Jesus was coming. So they decided to stream out of the city and go find Jesus. So you have the crowd with Jesus and coming along behind Him and the crowd out in front of Jesus coming toward Him from Jerusalem. Do you remember I showed you a few weeks ago? It was no small matter of speculation whether Jesus would even come to Jerusalem for this Passover at all. Now, he knew he would, but the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees were planning to murder him. They were looking for an opportunity to arrest him. They had put out an APB for him. They had told anyone, if they knew where Jesus was, report to us. Everybody knew there was a plot to do him in, and here he is now being honored in his entrance to the city. Now, all the rest of the plan is going to unfold in the next few days, and we'll see it as we get there. But this was the great day to honor Jesus as King. Now, why is the celebration that is extrapolated from this verse or this passage called Palm Sunday? Well, if you look over to John 12, John 12, 13 specifies that those branches that they were cutting and laying before Jesus were palm branches. They came from the date palm tree, which grows well in that part of the world. But they did more than lay down their coats and cut branches and lay them down. These people put their voices into the celebration as well. Though the worship of many was without much understanding, 
Nevertheless, they were worshiping a king. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.